Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Root podcast. My name is Jess Bubico, and I am your host for this show. I believe in a world where the woo is no longer taboo and your weird is your greatest wisdom. It's here on this show that we'll talk about all things intuition, human design, energy, and beyond, and we'll ground them down to earth in a really practical way so you can start to move through your life in alignment with your intuition, step fully into your own self-leadership, and feeling expanded in all areas of your life. You can learn more about Love Your Woo by heading over to www.loveyourwoo.com as well as heading over to Instagram and finding us at Love Your Woo. Let's get on with the show. All right, beautiful people. I'm here to have a real conversation with you today about money. If you've been listening to the Love Your Woo podcast, I have been talking about money a whole bunch with my guests. um, And I'm just really hot on this topic right now, because I think uh, if you listened into my podcast that I did with Holly Marie, we had a really great conversation about money. She specifically works with manifestors talking about money. And we even though the podcast is really, that episode is really geared towards the manifester. There's actually, I personally think it's a great conversation um, in general, because we talked a lot about how money is shifting, evolving and changing on the planet. And so we're seeing this shift from one way of viewing and working with money into another way. And I want to talk about money because it's really something that we cannot avoid. Like we just, we can't avoid money. Money is a uh, massive energy on the planet. And most of us have a really interesting relationship to money, whether money is something that you love or money is something that you don't love. Um, we're going through a time where an upgraded is necessary and needed in how we relate to money, how we view money. Um, I also recommend going back if you haven't listened to this podcast episode and listening to the episode that I did with Elizabeth Ralph. We had some really great and amazing conversations around investing and money. So I 10 out of 10 recommend listening to her content. I'm starting to realize as a manifester that a lot of my work that I'm here to do on the planet is to initiate and get things started. And I have all of these amazing manifesting generator and generator friends around me who have built these incredible systems to help people step-by-step go through and shift their beliefs around money, uh, speaking, how they put themselves out there into the world, human design, like whatever it may be. The generators of the world are whether they're manifesting generators or generators, which personally, I think that manifesting generators and generators are very different to me. I wish that the word manifesting generator didn't have the word generator in it or manifesting. And that, because I think that like they, they are their own breed. And I think people go like, oh, maybe I'm more like a manifestor. I'm more like a generator. I'm like, I think manifesting generators in and of themselves are this they've gotten lumped in. And I don't think that's necessarily fair because I think they operate and function in their own very unique way. And this is why I love Karen Curry Parker's language because she calls the manifester, the initiator, the manifesting generator, the time bender. Um, You know, the generator is the alchemist. The projector is the um, orchestrator and the reflector is the calibrator. So I love that how she shifted the language. 
and again, if you listen to the podcast I did on polarity and the law of polarity, some people love it and some people freaking hate it. And that's okay because we're all meant to love, honor, and embody something different. And the most important thing is that we're being fully ourselves. Um, as I go off on that tangent, I'm going to circle back around to there's so many generators and manifesting generators who have built these amazing systems and structures to help people and support them along their journey and how they're designed to create in the world. And, you know, I personally love Elizabeth Ralph's work because she talks about investing and she has taken investing, which is something that I've always been intimidated by. And I'm always like, oh yeah, I'll do that later. I'll do that later. And she's boiled it down into a space of simplicity and her structure is something I resonate because she talks about bringing investing and spirituality together. And those are two of my, well, spirituality is a core value of mine and talking about energy. So instead of it being this deeply intimidating space to walk into for me, where I'm like, okay, I'm this kind of woo-woo person. I love spirituality. I love energy. And we're talking about investing. And um, I feel really uncomfortable because I don't know how to speak to investing in a certain way. She's taken the language of what I believe in and what I love, and she's melded it with this. She's melded it with investing in a way that makes me feel safe, makes me feel comfortable, and it gives me a solid foundation from which to grow on. I don't think her program is a do this. It's got to be like that. It's got, it's not that. It's a structure from which I can flow. Um, and I have other great friends. I interviewed Holly Morphew on here. She has a book called Financial Impact, another great system and structure to support with. And I have actually blended their systems together in my own personal uh, practice and experience of money. So all of that being said, I kind of went on a tangent, but I've been deeply contemplating what it means to be a manifester and my role in the world. And um Hopefully by this time you can go over to my website and I've got all my affiliates up and I'm hopefully an affiliate for my friends in the financial sectors, but I might not be. So you can go check out my website and find out. Um, (laughs) I just flow with exactly where I am on the path and hopefully the projects get up um, in right timing. Anyways, all that being said, money, let's talk about it. I want to share with you from the perspective of what I see happening out in the world of money and finance in the coaching industry and the self-help industry and where I personally see us going, how I see us evolving. And I want to give some words of wisdom because I'm seeing the same pattern happen over and over and over and over again with my clients as it relates to money. In the personal development world, There's this really interesting phenomenon where we see people have built their businesses off of how much money they make every month, how much money they make in a year, and then inviting other people into the possibility of making more money. In and of itself, this is, I think, can be a very beautiful thing because the thing is, we all hold beliefs around money. I have had to do a ton of work and still have a ton of work to do around money and money beliefs. And 
I think that having these programs that help us to shift our own personal narrative around money are very important. What I'm seeing happening on the detrimental side, or I believe it's detrimental side, is that this hyper fixation on money is causing a lot of people to go into a space. And again, it's all a choice, right? We have to go to the polarity sometimes. We have to go to the self-judgment and experience the discomfort in that space in order to find our way out of it and to transform and to grow. Just like I was telling that story about my back, right? I had to experience the discomfort of not feeling supported in order to be able to expand and grow and go, oh, here's what's here. Here's what needs to change and shift, right? Discomfort is a portal way for growth. What I see happening is that a lot of people in the self-help industry, and I am not criticizing or judging anyone because it's all just a path and a journey. What happens I find with a lot of people is they're speaking about their results and it's causing some people who are watching to have an, an expectation that they should be, it's their first month ever having a business, that they should be able to have a five figure month or a six figure month because that's what's normal. I remember, I'm going to bring this back to a story about um, bra club. So, (laughs) so when I was in, I'm going to say it was late elementary school. I moved schools in the third grade. I had this great teacher, Mrs. Greenberg, love her. She ended up passing. She was amazing. And I want to say, so I started my journey in Connecticut at my new school in third grade, somewhere around like fourth slash fifth grade. Mrs. Greenberg and this other teacher (laughs) created a secret club and I wasn't allowed to know what the club was, but two of my like closest friends were in this club and I felt so left out and I hated secrets. I also, I don't really love surprises now. I don't love surprises now if I know that it's a surprise. If I don't know there's a surprise and I'm surprised, I love it. So they started this secret club and I wasn't a part of it. And my two best friends were a part of it. And I could be fabricating this part, but in my mind, I remember there was like maybe a a lunchtime thing where like people would go to Mrs. Greenberg's room or this other teacher's room and they'd have these like secret, this secret meeting. You never know when you're a kid, right? You, your mind remembers things that might be different, but What happened was I was so upset because I wasn't a part of this club. And I remember that my, my best friend eventually told me like, Hey, this secret club is bra club. And what bra club was, I think the attempt of some really sweet teachers who knew that some girls were going through puberty before others were to be like, let's make bras cool. So these girls feel comfortable about wearing bras. And so I was not developmentally where my two best friends were. And so they got to go into this exclusive bra club because I can't believe I'm talking about bra club on my podcast, but here we are. 
because they had developed faster than I had. And I see the metaphor of bra club happening on the internet and the coaching world and the personal development world a lot, which is you haven't necessarily developed to a point where you're ready to have five and six figure months, but you feel like you're left out of some kind of club and you start to take it personally that you did something wrong. And then for me, you know, maybe I started to blame my body or shame my body, which to be honest with you, I was terrified of anything that I probably needed to be in bra club because I was terrified of bras, boobs, periods, anything that had to do with becoming a woman. But I, I made up stories about myself because of where my development was, right? This is happening on a mass level with people in the personal development industry. We see people saying I'm making four or five, six, seven figure months and um, I'm selling all my stuff and I'm traveling and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And all of these opportunities are presenting themselves to me because I shifted my energy. But what we don't realize is that we're not getting the full story when we see these um, people sharing about their results. And again, I don't want to bash anyone. If you're listening to this and you're one of these people, I, I, I have nothing against that. What I see happening and the challenge that I see happening is that it's, I think, causing some people to think they should be somewhere that they might not necessarily need to be. Can you law of attraction your way there? Like, sure. I'm going to say that you could change your vibration and shift your vibration and receive more because that's tends to be what happens, right? We shift our energy and we have a new result. And we see that we know that through quantum physics. However, what if what you're doing currently, like I look at myself and I was doing intuitive readings and teaching intuitive development back in like 2018. It's not necessarily where I'm going anymore. Now that's much more integrated. I used to have it kind of on this, um, I don't want to say pedestal, it wasn't a pedestal, but that's the way I'm viewing it. It was like on its own. It was sort of isolated as like intuitive development to do psychic readings to help people. Whereas now I've shifted into this place of how do I integrate intuition in a way where people can experience their intuition and understand it on an everyday level to lead and guide them in their life and in their business, right? If I had built this massive seven figure empire, and then all of a sudden decided like, that's not actually my jam anymore. Think about how much energy it would take to tear that down and build something new, right? To tear down that entire identity and build something new. I actually think about, um, as an example, like Doreen Virtue. I don't know the full story with her, so I can't speak to it that intelligently, but I do know that she had built this massive empire where she made Oracle cards. And she, I mean, she was like the face of spirituality. I feel like everybody has a Doreen virtue card deck who was back in spirituality, you know, 10 years ago. And I want to say somewhere around like 2000, somewhere mid maybe 2015, 16, 17, like she had this awakening and she, the way she describes it is like, she fell in love with Jesus and she renounced her entire life. Like everything, the cards, all of it just renounced it out of her life. And so what I'm getting at here is that that's huge. I mean, that's a whole identity shift. 
we look at people outside of ourselves and say, I should be doing it like that. They have a result. And if, uh, sorry, stutter, if money is one of your pain points, then you're going to look at it and go, I did something wrong because I can't make money like that. Whereas that just might not be where you are on your journey. You know, I think about some of these actors out there, Harrison Ford. I don't know the full story on this either. I'm giving you a lot of like half-assed stories that I know about, but it's like, I think he was a carpenter and then he became, he's in the, those Jedi movies. I've never seen star Wars. I think he was in there. Maybe that was one of his first movies. I don't know. Anyways, if you remember, and you know, you can send me a message on Instagram to correct my errors on my facts around movies and actors. But what if he had told himself he was failing because he was a carpenter and he couldn't make a carpenter business work and he should be somewhere else other than he is right. No, he, he found his path and he became an amazing actor and has a beautiful acting career. So I think we do this. I see people do the same thing with money and financials and they go, Oh, I should be doing it like this. Then they don't listen to their own intuition. They try to put their business into a box or do it the way somebody else is. Cause they think that'll get them a six figure month or six figure business result. When we're not even seeing the full picture of, you know, somebody might make, uh, maybe hit their first year where they are officially a quote, six figure business owner. So they're making a hundred thousand dollars. But what they didn't tell you was that they spent $50,000 on a coach that year. So automatically that's a business write-off, right? That's they've made $50,000 that year. And maybe They put it on a credit card, right? We don't know. So that automatically actually takes them down to making $50,000. And then you have to factor in all of their business expenses. So then they're actually, let's bring it down to like on their taxes, they claim, I don't know, maybe they hired a virtual assistant, an online business manager and a social media person. So maybe they're only claiming $25,000 on their taxes, right? So suddenly this person that we were comparing ourselves to saying, oh, she made six figures. She came up with a system. I should probably follow that system, even though I'm not sure if it's right for me, um, because that's the way we throw our intuition out the window. We follow that. And what we don't even realize is that that person is claiming $25,000 on their taxes. And, you know, like we, we don't actually see the full picture of what's happening. And so there tends to be this massive sort of smoke and mirrors thing that goes on, um, in the, in the coaching world. And so, uh, and personal development, but I think it's just in the world in general, right? You might see somebody who's driving a Tesla or a Maserati and like, you don't know how they financed it. You don't know if they like are living in a, you know, shack outside of somebody else's house, but they've got a really nice car. And so, you know, I spoke at the beginning of this about how I have these certain people that I love their structures, like Elizabeth Ralph and Holly Morphew and, you know, my best friend, Alex, that I talk about all of the time. Uh, she teaches, you know, purpose pioneers. They help people speak on stage. It's not wrong to want to try someone's structure. The question is, where am I entering into this structure from? Where is my intention? And I've been learning a lot about intention and intention is everything. Where am I at? What is the mindset and the intention that I am entering into this agreement with this person? Where am I buying from? 
am I buying from a place of scarcity and going, this person knows how to get me the result of making six figures because they've done it. Now, meanwhile, they've done it in their way, probably following their human design to create it. I now need to, I'm in a place of scarcity. I'm doubting myself. I tell myself I don't know anything. So I'm going to surrender myself. I'm going to forget about myself and I'm going to dive in and do this thing with this person because this person knows what they're doing and I know nothing. Or are we going to enter in? I don't even know that this is an or because there's multiple ways to do this. It's an infinite number of ways, but we're going a little with polarity, right? Or Am I in a place where I love and trust myself? I appreciate where I am on my journey. I know that I am growing. I might not be in bra club yet, right? Like my boobs might not be developed enough to go to bra club. However, I am ready to learn more about myself. I am ready to enter into this coaching space, this program, this experience with someone where I'm going to learn about myself through that program. There's going to be things I agree with. There's going to be things I don't agree with. There's going to be things I love in the program. There's going to be things I don't love in the program, but I am not looking for that person to be my savior. And I trust myself. And I see this as a growth process because any relationship I enter into is a growth opportunity and a growth experience. If somebody comes to me and says to me, you're my dream come true. You're everything that I've been waiting for. I need to enter into this because I know you're going to show me exactly what I need to do too. I'm automatically a little bit on edge because I'm going, okay, hold on. Does this person trust themselves? Are they in their sovereignty? Do they see this work with me as a life or death dire situation? Or are they seeing this opportunity to work with me as a way for themselves to grow, to honor themselves, to learn something new, to expand, to discover more about themselves? And this is, I just had a conversation with a client about this the other day. Like this is the gene key 41 in the shadow. It's fantasy. Oh my gosh, this person. And it's interesting because this is actually like the energy of the new year in human design. It starts out on the gate 41. Oh my gosh, I'm fantasizing about what's going to happen when this person solves my problem, right? We go outside of ourselves. We leave our bodies. The gift of anticipation is I'm here to evolve. I'm going on a journey. I have a fresh new start. And I know that I'm in being invited to evolve, grow, change, and shift. I anticipate there's going to be challenges. I anticipate my stuff is going to come up. I anticipate I'm going to expand and grow past the edges of where I'm currently at. And I can't remember what the city is of the 41 in this moment, but you can check it out if you want to. So when we're looking at money, if money is one of your pains, which it is for many people, and you're looking at someone else's results and going, I have to surrender myself to what they're doing because they know something more than what I do. I want to invite you to pause and go into your pain. I'll actually share with you. I'm having a realization as I'm, I'm recording this podcast that um, I had actually entered into a program about, it was a while ago, and it's within the last year for one of my personal pain points. And 
I was just like, I'm so tired of not knowing how to deal with this. Like I'm so tired of not knowing how to deal with this. It was around food um, and eating and hormones and all this kind of stuff. I entered into this amazing program around hormones, but what happened was I had entered into programs and things like this in the past as it related to food. And I had an experience where maybe I wouldn't finish the program or whatever it may be, but I entered into this program because it wasn't a program that goes, this is the way that you get the perfect body and you make your hormones go into balance so that you can be perfect. Right. That wasn't why I went into it. I actually went into it because I realized that there was massive self-love stuff that was going on for me around my body and my hormones and the stress and all of that kind of stuff. And so when I made a decision to jump into this program with this person, it was beautiful because it was the exact um, experience I needed to have where her frequency matches the energy of self-love. Like she is all about self-love. And yet I didn't do probably 50% of what was in the program. There was a cleanse. I didn't do the cleanse. I had just done a liver cleanse um, just before that. And it was perfect, right? I could go, oh, I didn't do the cleanse. I didn't do the liver cleanse part, or I missed this, this one class or whatever. But what I needed out of that was to break free of all of the diet culture bullshit that was telling me that I wasn't enough or my body wasn't enough because I'm, you know, curvier and tall and broad and all these things that I've shamed myself for in the past. I needed to be in the energy of self-love and nourishment, which was why I signed up with her in the first place. And guess what I got out of it? Self-love and nourishment. Did I follow and finish everything that was in the program? No, I didn't. Well, do I have it as a resource now if I want to go back and I want to do it? Absolutely. And my intention was the strongest and most important thing that I went into that experience with. And that's what I received out of it. So to end this, when you buy, where is your intention? What are your unconscious intentions? Is there something you're trying to get out of this because you think you're not enough? And so you're buying out of scarcity and fear, or are you buying out of evolution and expansion and intention? I can tell you right now, I've been going through a massive deconstruction process in my life. I'm going to record right after this uh, podcast about seasons and cycles. So stay attention, stay tuned for that. Um, And so I've been deconstructing a whole lot and I don't remember where I was going to go with that. Yeah. I'm just in a massive deconstruction phase. And in that, this is it. The intentions that I have held every day I wake up and I feel them so that I'm not just burning things to the ground out of my unconscious mind of like, oh, this wasn't successful or this was super successful. I love doing that or I don't love doing it. My intentions are expansion and evolution. So every time I make a decision, I can feel those energies in my heart center. They feel like blazing fire. Every time I make a decision, I root into those energies first expansion and evolution. Is this going to help me to expand and evolve myself, my business, my life, my relationships? Because if so, and sometimes that looks like saying no, or burning something to the ground, but 
my intention is so strong right now that that is what I am growing and sharing and evolving. So when you buy, what is your intention? Why are you going into an experience that you are going into? And what is it that you desire? Because when I look at, when I worked with Holly, my intention was I had pain and avoidance and I wanted to work through that pain and avoidance. And that's exactly what I did with her as it related to money. When I looked at working with Elizabeth, I was like, okay, I want to expand around money and how I use it. And I want to learn how to make money in different ways than just one-to-one services or whatever it may be. And you know what actually has been one of the biggest things that has come out of this is this deep desire to spend money in an intentional way. I don't want to just dump money into companies that I don't believe in just because they're going to make money or they're going to be able to expand. I want to be using my dollars to create better in the world and to, um, you know, invest in things that I truly believe in. And that's been a massive paradigm shift because my mind used to go, oh, I've got to invest because investing makes sense. It's the best way to do it. And yet I'm like, okay, cool. So my money is growing, but I'm supporting companies that I don't believe in. So it's actually made me in real estate as well, because I'd love to get involved in real estate. I'm like, what's an intentional way to get involved in real estate? That doesn't just mean going and buying a house because that's what you're supposed to do when you hit a certain age. It's how do I want to invest in real estate in a way that is going to create a better future for myself and the people around me? With that being said, that's all I've got for today. I'm sending you so much love. Um, I hope you have a beautiful day and as always, you can go and rate the podcast, write a review would deeply and greatly appreciate it. If you could do that, if you feel called to, um, I'm going to just say, visit my website and visit my Instagram at love your woo, because I always have products, services, new things coming out as I am stepping into my deep intention of evolution and expansion. I don't know what's going to come out next. So go and check. Soulpreneur activation sessions should still be on the calendar. So if you're wanting to get more deeply aligned with your human design and gene keys, as you're stepping into creating a business in a very intentional way, aligned with your gifts, aligned with what you love, who you're becoming in the world, book one of those. They're great. You can read the testimonials underneath. Um, I think they're probably one of my favorite things I've ever offered to people. And I think that, um, People seem to really enjoy them and get a lot out of them and feel a sense of as a manifester, they get initiated and activated. So go ahead and check that out. Um, That's all I've got, y'all. I'm just sending you so much love. I hope you have a beautiful day and I'll see you back here on the next episode of the Love Your Woo podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Love Your Woo podcast this week. If you enjoyed today's show, go ahead and click subscribe. You can leave a rating and review. We love to read through them and it also helps other listeners who are interested in the same topics as you find our show and our amazing community. As always, you can head over to www.loveyourwoo.com as well as find us on Instagram at loveyourwoo. You can check out upcoming offers, classes, and beyond. We can't wait to see you back here for the next episode of Love Your Woo. Make it a great week and we'll see you soon.